I don't want to kill Ultron. He's unique. And he's in pain. But that pain will roll over the earth. So he must be destroyed. Every form he's built, every trace of his presence on the net. We have to act now. And not one of us can do it without the others. Maybe I am a monster. I don't think I'd know if I were one. And not what you are. And not what you intended. So there may be no way to make you trust me. But we need to go. Oh, hello, Popheads! Welcome to issue 143 of the TomCast Popcast, coming to you from a lovely cabin at the base of Wondagore Mountain. My name is Tom. Thank you so much for listening to this quality, independent pop culture podcast. Please be sure to follow us on social media at TomCast Popcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, TomCastPopcast at gmail.com. Remember, we are on all your favorite podcasting platforms Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora. And so many, many more. And if there's one we're not on, please let me know. I will make sure to take care of that and correct that oversight. If you are listening via Apple Podcasts, please take the time, write us a five-star review. They are immensely important in spreading the word about this good good show that you're listening to and all the good content that we're there that we're out there creating for the masses. So thank you in advance for doing so. And if you've already done so, thanks again for doing that. I appreciate it so, so very, very much. Alright, we are here today. Uh, it's a pretty special, exciting episode of the show, I have to admit. I'm really uh, looking forward to getting into this conversation today. Um, oh, well, oh boy. Hold on. Before we do that, though, I gotta thank the official members of Pophead Nation. Oh my goodness, what was I thinking right there? Oh my gosh, what a... Pulled a, pulled a, pulled a boner on that one. A Ralph Boner, if you will. Hey now. <laughs> and we'll talk about that too, don't worry. Don't think we won't. Uh... <laughs> If you're uh, if you're interested in becoming an official member of Pophead Nation, you can do so. Patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. You can join the nation and gain access to super sweet bonus content, depending on what, on what tier you select. Thank you so much to my current Patreons. The Aspinel Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. Jeff is the co-host of the fantastic music podcast, The Ringing Ear. Be sure to check that out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles. Ooh. So many evil circles in this episode, maybe. Who knows? The Squidmaster General, Mr. Brian Roussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, and our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista, a pariah brewing company right here in San Diego, California. That's right. That's where we do this show. Also, we are part of, of the, excuse me, we are part of the 3BZ network of podcasts, which means you head over to 3BZ.com, find links to all the shows on the network. That includes Beer Night in San Diego, this fine show, the TomCast Popcast, should be called the TomCast Marvel cast at this point, but, you know, what are you going to do? And then our Star Wars-focused podcast that I am uh, exceptionally proud of, the MandoVision podcast, where we are, are focused on the Mandalorian, but currently, because there is no Mandalorian to watch, we are watching Star Wars The Clone Wars, which has been a lot, a lot of fun. All right, as I was saying previously, I'm really excited to do this episode to get into this conversation. Uh, today was the day WandaVision wrapped up, the ninth episode, the... the um, in series finale, 
that's the name of the episode, right? It, and it's maybe true of what what we just witnessed. Uh, lot lots to get into, um, and I'll, I'll I'll save my opinion for for when we get the conversation conversation with my brother going. Uh, but yeah, a lot to get into, and I you know I wanted to take a moment to give a kind of a special shout out to to uh, to Matt Shackman, the director, and and Jack Schaefer, who was the executive producer and writer. Uh, she did a wonderful job on the show. Had so much fun watching this episode, uh, or all the episodes. The, ent- the entire series overall was was a real treat, a real blast. Uh, and and you know, for the most part, uh, something so very very different for the Marvel universe uh, for some, for us to see in the Marvel universe. So I wanted to shout out to the creators, and then another shout out to to Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany, who I just completely charmed by in 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 this show. And and they were lovely and wonderful and fantastic and. Uh, you know, we'll talk about what the future may hold for them in Marvel going forward. But uh, yeah, you know, good good stuff. And obviously, the the the, the, the you know, we'll, we'll we'll give a shout out to 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 the one, the only, Catherine Hahn as well because just she was just fantastic, just fantastic. All right, so yeah, uh, it's gonna be a good episode. We're gonna get into it. Uh, you may have noticed the framing device we used to open the show. That's a line from Avengers: Age of Ultron. It seemed to me to be kind of appropriate to to use those lines uh, to introduce this episode as as you know we're kind of seeing you, you know we use that line for Vision at sort of his purest his his most uh, you know noble from the moment of his birth there you know stating his purpose his intentions and and uh, making it known that he is a hero and then uh, we're gonna use to go into the conversation with with my brother Mark in case I didn't state that already we're we're meeting up with Mark again. To wrap up this, to wrap up the series, uh, but we're going to use again from Age of Ultron. But we're going to use uh, Clint Barton's uh, sort of motivational speech to a a very young <laughs> Wanda Maximoff, who uh, you know rightly so is is uh, feels a bit a little bit over her head, and uh, you know her power set is is significantly less than what we get to see in the in this series as as she comes into her own as the Scarlet Witch. And yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today. But those, that's how I'm going to kind of frame it with those conversations. But yeah, don't worry. We're going to get, we're going to insert some stuff in from this episode of the show, I think. We'll see how we do. And uh, in the meantime, you do what you have to do. When, you, when you're getting ready to listen to a podcast, you have to sit down, you have to buckle up, you have to hold on to your butts, and then you have to buckle up again because it's going to be that kind of show. Like This is going to be like turbulence. Like We're going to be rocking you with, 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 with all, the, all the stuff in this one because... Uh, as I've said it before already, lot to get to, so many uh, avenues to to kind of explore and, and discuss with with this with the series overall, but with this finale in particular. So it's going to be a lot of fun, and I hope you all enjoy it. So here we go. Here's the conversation. Enjoy. This is all our fault. Hey, look at me. It's your fault. It's everyone's fault. Who cares? Are you up for this? Are you? Look, I just need to know because the city is flying. Okay, look, the city is flying. We're fighting an army of robots. And I have a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. But I'm going back out there because it's my job. Okay, and I can't do my job and babysit. Doesn't matter what you did or what you were. If you go out there, you fight, and you fight to kill. Stay in here, you're good. I'll send your brother to come find you. But if you step out that door, you are an Avenger. 
Hey, all right. Joining me once again via the Skype. We love the Skype during a, during a global pandemic. We've gotten so many great shows done with because of it. Uh, but allow me to introduce my brother, Mark, back on the show to help me wrap up this this uh, series of WandaVision. Mark, how are you, sir? Good. How are you? I'm doing okay. A little on the tired side. A bit of a long day. You know I get up early to watch these episodes and then have to go to work. So uh, right. no rest for the weary. Nope. Nope. But nope. But uh, I, luckily, I have a nice uh, beverage to help uh, uh, hopefully keep me awake. It's not caffeinated, but uh, you know, beer makes me uh, energized. So I'm having the Hop Concept, their new India Pale Ale, which is, ooh, baby, this is like Chef's Kiss right here on the on the cheek. Mwah. So good. All right. Six point three percent, by the way. So it's not going to kill me, but it's uh. Uh, I don't think it says what kind of hops it's loaded up with, but it's like juicy and grapefruity, and but it's a, it's a clear, it's not hazy, uh, so it's it's that classic West Coast IPA that I enjoy so much. What do you have, my friend? Uh, I'm having Modern Times's coffee roasty stout. Did you have that? Oh, you had that recently. I th- I th- you and I might have been talking privately when you had that, though. Yeah, yeah, that was privately, but yeah, nice. I just don't go through beer that fast. So understood. I mean. When you commit to a four-pack, you commit to a four-pack. Right. <laughs> All right. So so you watched – I'm assuming you watched WandaVision today. <laughs> otherwise, I did. Otherwise, this will be an awkward conversation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's, let's, let's kind of – let's just kind of get it out of, the, out of the bag right now. Let's knock it out of the way. But without getting into too many specific details, uh, did this finale work for you? Did you like it? It was fine. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, like I don't think it was. I don't think it was anything egregious. Um, but did it live up to? I think the promise of the show. Eh, not really. Okay. No, that's that's completely fair. Uh, I I um, I really enjoyed it, but that's not to say that there aren't. I don't have faults with with the episode. Uh, but I did enjoy it. I, I think it works nicely. Um, I, I I guess my biggest disappointment with the episode overall is that it became very Marvel, uh, yep. and, and that's not necessarily like a knock. Um, but for for a show that had such a unique uh, structure, you know, throughout its early episodes and everything like that, it, it really just kind of became a Marvel movie for like the last, you know, in 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 the in this episode basically. Yeah, it it becomes a, a superhero smash up. Yeah, and I I suppose that was like I said I think that's my only real big knock on against it is that it, like oh all right we we have uh, sacrificed the clever formatting and and sort of the uniqueness uh, so we can get like yeah like you said like a, like a like a superhero bang pow zoom smash up. Yeah, and I think on on top of that though, kind of like compounding the sort of frustration is at least for me is like i just kind of figured that's where they were going to go with it mm-hmm. so not only are you just going back to your formula but you're also you're just kind of giving us what we expect already so like you said there's there's nothing really new about it yeah and, and uh, if i were to if i were to pick some nits some, some further nits 
Uh, our supporting characters, I don't feel like they got a lot to do in this episode. Much like last week, how they were completely... I mean, they don't even show up in the episode, but, but Jimmy Woo and, and Darcy and, and, and Monica uh, kind of don't have a lot going on in this episode. Darcy in particular, she has like one, one second of screen time and then gets the hell out of there. Yeah, I kind of felt like... Um... Cat Dennings was just like, I got to go. <laughs> you know, he only got me for so much time. Peace out. I, I don't know. It made me wonder. I was like, I was like, yeah, is she going to get on a plane to go do like Thor 3 or Thor, the new Thor down in Australia or something? Or like, what's happening here? Yeah, I, I don't know. And, and, you know, I think you and I kind of talked about that last week, how we were a little worried that there there was a lot to get to in this episode. and And that was kind of our concern was they wouldn't be able to sort of Put not that nothing Marvel was necessarily going to put a bow on everything, but like to get sort of a, a satisfactory conclusion for every single character and and you know kind of tie up some of these more of these storylines than we thought there'd be. Right. You know, I, again, for the most part, I, the, the episode works for me in a, in a lot of ways. I think they do a lot of interesting things. Uh, but yeah, it, it's far from flawless, but it's an enjoyable show, and I I really want to go back, and I think I'll be, I think I will have the time in the in the time in the weeks or so between. Uh, before Falcon and Winter Soldier starts, uh, to to kind of watch the show uh, in bulk, and 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 see if that sort of uh, how that kind of plays when you get to watch it all together. Right. So I am looking forward to that. Um, I I don't want to necessarily break it down the, the the way we have before. Where we kind of go in like order of operations, you know, like where we just kind of work through the scenes. Okay. Um, but I I, I guess I want to know. What did you, like? Let's go through the big the, the big pieces and, and talk about that as, as a whole. But like Agatha versus Wanda, did you dig it? Uh, parts of it, for the most part, not really. <laughs> There's a lot of um, it, it's a weird mix of showing and telling. I think in 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 the, in that that battle, you know what I mean? Like there's a ton of exposition going on, but they're also like throwing magic balls at each other. It's really strange. Yeah, and that was kind of my thing about it was it, it was too much of just throwing smoky magic balls at each other. The the fight itself, I felt like, didn't have enough ups and downs and, and dramatic beats to it uh, to really feel like Wanda was in jeopardy or, or really anyone was in jeopardy. And then... You know, it just kind of ends. Wanda does a couple neat little tricks that I enjoyed. Um, no, but, definitely, but... definitely. What's that? No, definitely, I agree with you. Like with, you know, some of Wanda's the way Wanda sort of outfoxes Agatha. Yeah, like I enjoyed that, but you know, it's it's forty minutes of of of, of throwing magic balls at each other. Now, I I, sh- I want to kind of. Uh... Take a take a quick time out here because I I, did, I wanted to get something out of the way earlier, uh, but I forgot. <laughs> but as you were talking, you, you completely reminded me of what I wanted to talk about initially, which was uh, I'm never going to believe the internet ever again, and I'm not sure why I did the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, because <laughs> I don't know why the internet just fra- phrased it like Doctor Strange is showing up, but that's a fact. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I just bought it, hook, line, and sinker. And like, so no Doctor Strange showing up. I was like, wait, okay. But it makes me wonder. Now, oh, hold on. Before, before I let me let me contextualize this a little bit better. I don't think Doctor Strange needed to show up in this in this show. Okay, if if Doctor Strange shows up, especially depending on when he was to show up in the show, 
it I think it completely ruins Wanda's the agency of, of Wanda's story and her and her her role in it. So I'm okay that he didn't show up. However, however, however okay. <laughs> he is the Sorcerer Supreme. You would think that maybe he'd be aware of something going on across the river in Jersey. Greenwich ain't that far. <laughs> yeah, you you'd think he'd be interested. Um <laughs> but Maybe they'll explain that. Maybe he's off doing something else. Yeah, and again, this is the Marvel universe. It's gonna there. There will be uh, a more to that to that particular angle on on things. I I suspect, uh, but uh, it it was kind of interesting to note because I mean the Sorcerer Supreme was even referenced in the episode about how the Scarlet right. Witch is more powerful than than him, which that's an interesting dynamic, right? I don't know. I was just kind of like, oh, of course she is. <laughs> Uh, I also liked that we didn't, we didn't talk about, about the book too much, but yeah, it, it was revealed that it was, is the dark hold, which is basically the book of the dead or the damned for Marvel universe. Okay. I, I wasn't familiar with, with the term or, or the book itself, but you know, when she said it, I was just like, okay, it's like a grimoire. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and it was interesting that apparently has, a, it has an entire chapter dedicated to the, the Scarlet Witch. Apparently. Apparently. Um, and I guess the dark hole seems to factor in moving forward. Like, I feel like that is, you know, obviously I don't want to talk about the end, end credit scenes just yet, but the dark hole is going to be a part of the, the universe for a while now. But I guess what I'm curious about is the dark hole has been seen and you, it, these are shows you have not watched. So I, I have no expectation of you to have a, a, I just want your opinion, I guess is what I'm asking for. But okay. in agents of shield in uh, the runaways series on Hulu, the the dark hold has shown up, but I don't think those shows count, do they? Do you know? As far as I know, they don't. But yeah, I I have no idea. Yeah, so I was trying to I, I was trying to find some information about that. Um, I, I I'm going to ask a couple friends uh, if if they have a little bit more insight into that. Um, I, I, as far as I know, that that old Marvel TV deal. You know, with the the Netflix shows and the Hulu shows, like none of that counts. And maybe maybe it's all part of like the multiverse of madness. Who knows? Right. But yeah, as, as far as I know, I, I think this is what we have to consider the first Marvel cano- canonical appearance of the of the Dark Hole in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is interesting that it shows up in this show, and apparently will be big deal moving forward. Yeah, looks looks that way. Looks that way. Looks that way. Um, as far as now going going back into into the Wanda and Agatha the uh, witch battle, um, it was interesting. I liked, you know, obviously we we knew what Agatha's deal was. You know that she was gonna was gonna like try to absorb the power, steal the power from Wanda, and all that good stuff. Uh, it was interesting seeing you know uh, Wanda's realization of what was happening with like the desiccated hand, and and all that good stuff. I guess desiccated might be strong a strong word, but you know, sort of like the the aged and grain husk of her hand. Right. Uh, I thought that was all interesting. One of my favorite parts of the battle was I, I sort of agree with you um, in that like there wasn't like a ton of like dramatic tension in the engagement. Like I, I think we all pretty much knew that that Wanda was going to come out on top somehow, some way. Right. Which I, that's not necessarily the point. Like uh, even you know I would like the stakes to be a little bit more like like one where I'm wondering if she's in peril, actually in mm-hmm. peril. Um, but I really liked the scene where Agatha sort of cuts the strings on the town folk. Yeah. And Wanda kind of gets to see the pain that she's inflicted on the people. 
uh, because yeah. I I like that the show didn't seem to shy away from uh, admitting that like what Wanda did was wrong. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for your insights on that one. <laughs> no, I. Uh, yeah, I mean, it. You know, it was a good moment. I guess uh, it was kind of like. I don't know. It, it just kind of felt. I, I think like a lot of this show, it just kind of felt inevitable that like this was going to happen. We kind of expected it to happen. I, I, I think they did it well, but it also just kind of felt like going through the motions, like they're addressing this because they have to address it. Yeah, I, but I mean, I, I liked it because uh, it, w- it was like, again, it was kind of showing, you know, while Juan is going through like this emotional crisis, uh, these people that she has under her spell, um, they are dramatically affected by all of it you know whether right. it's 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 um because of her actions in in creating like the sitcom or or uh, i think it was the deborah joe rep character who who says that like when when they sleep they feel her pain in their sleep and i mean it was i i thought it was pretty well done and laid out that you know what wanda's done has been harmful has hurt others and it's you know it has, it has sort of spread her pain amongst the people of westview yeah I, I think it would have been more impactful if she could have seen it from their perspective and we could have we we could have seen it with her, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like if she could have allowed herself to kind of like feel the pain that they're going through and we could we could get that in like a series of like flashes and and stuff like that to kind of put us in Wanda's shoes. I, I think that would have I think that would have helped punch up the the drama to that yeah and i you know i i I have to have to you know we'll fast forward to the end here a little bit too but i have to wonder if there won't be some sort of uh, you know if someone isn't going to try and hold wanda accountable for what she did to those people you know they go go ahead no i was gonna say i did have the thought um after watching it that it it reminded me a lot of the catalyst for civil war in the comics. And so I was wondering like, are they gonna are they gonna do anything with like the uh the Sokovia Accords or are they gonna do more of a straight up kind of super try to do like a superhero registration type deal? I, I was wondering if, if any of those ideas were kind of gonna come back because like like you were saying, that's or that's what that felt like to me. Yeah, it, it it's you know, it's hard to say. We don't know. We don't know what. Uh, you know, obviously Marvel has a lot, of, a lot of cards up their sleeves of what they could do, and I mean, I mean, for for basis of, of of magic, we only have really the Doctor Strange movie to go off of. But right. but Mordo's out there. He's trying to hunt down and kill wizards. So I mean, this might set off his his radar. Uh, obviously, uh, Doctor Strange has to get involved at some point. He has to talk right. to Wanda at some point. They do have a connection. You know that that whole End Game thing they did together. So yeah, you know there has to be a conversation, um, and and again, we we are now introduced to a Scarlet Witch that is supremely powerful, and I suspect could easily handle uh, Mordo if he shows up knocking on her door. But again, I, I I think there will be fallout from this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I think so, and and I hope so. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely hope so. I don't I don't think this is gonna be one of those things that can just kind of get swept under the rug. Yeah, at least let's let's hope not. Right. <laughs> I I think that's. I mean, we may dove, dovetail back into the, into that fight. 
Um, but let, let's kind of transition to uh, to our, our vision versus vision, uh, you know, aka a, a, a cataract, which is the white version of vision. What's he called? Cataract, because apparently that was that was the name of the program or the mission, you know, the the file wow. or the. Okay, whatever. I just called him albino vision. Albino vision. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah. What did you What did you think of that whole thing? Or, or actually, what what did you think of when white vision first showed up? And, and Wanda thought it was her vision, and then he just tries to crush her skull. <laughs> I mean, you kind of knew that was going to happen. <laughs> it was a very uh, destroy Superman kind of moment, wasn't it? It was, and and given all of the the cracking sound effects, she was certainly fine after he let her go. Well, it was just you know the first move was just a, a quick chiropractic adjustment. Oh, I see. To relieve, relieve the tension in in her uh, you know vertebrae. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, no. that's way that way it's more painful when he does kill her. But it was pretty cool, you know, when, when her vision shows up and they get in a battle. And I, I really enjoyed the uh, the use of of um, oh, I've I've lost the word. But when you know when they go, not transparent, but you know when you can punch through them. Uh, I'm thinking translucent now. <laughs> well, it's definitely not translucent either. <laughs> non corporeal. Non corporeal, yeah. They can kind of phase themselves. Yeah. Um, I, I liked that. I liked the, I liked the way that was used in the fight, so that each one was kind of turning the tables on the other by then locking like limbs inside of themselves. Yeah, it was fine. Honestly, I, I thought I thought for except the way the vision cataract fight ended i thought it was one of the most forgettable things about uh, about the episode okay interesting interesting yeah uh what about what about well i mean let's, okay let's just get to it i mean like what about the resolution how did you feel about the resolution of of vision versus vision you know the sort of like logic battle they engage in i liked it um at first, I I thought I thought it was going to be that sort of trope where um, he points out an inherent contradiction in the vision's orders, mm-hmm. and because the, the uh, cataract can't uh, sort of reconcile that contradiction, that just like his circuits fry or whatever. I thought they were going to do that thing. And so then that they that they turned it into uh, the the kind of um, sort of moral, I, I guess moral may not be the, the the right word, but but that kind of sort of debate as to which one is the real vision. They're both the real vision. Um, I, I liked that aspect of it. My my only issue with it was the fact that even though the fight itself was resolved, they cataract just disappears and we never see him again and no one even talks about him again it's just like okay we're not gonna like i I felt like they should have addressed it somehow some way yeah i mean i I don't i don't think you're wrong with that um it it was rather interesting that he just kind of like flies off as as he sort of is you know after after wanda's vision sort of unlocks his memories his experiences um, I, I guess it's going to be interesting to see how this vision interprets those things and, and how it's, uh, how and if it shapes 
uh, a personality for the, for this new Vision. Uh, apparently, we are going to have Vision in the Marvel Universe going forward. Paul Bettany's not done of it, I guess. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. I, I really I really didn't see that happening. I really thought this was more of a, a of a Paul Bettany swan song kind of show. I mean, it kind of felt that way, but but yeah. I mean, well, you know, last week when we talked about it, you pointed out that there are all these other different versions of Vision, so so it makes sense that they would do it this way, and. You know, maybe Paul, but Bet- I mean, maybe Paul Bettany can still be done with it. They could always recast it. Yeah, I mean, that's entirely true too. Uh, do Do you think that this this new ver- version of Vision being out in the world sort of uh, sort of maybe like undermines the the story of of Wanda dealing with grief and loss, knowing that there's another version of Vision out there, even though it's not her version of Vision? Or do you think she can distinguish between the two? I f- I want to say I think she distinguishes between the two. It it didn't it it didn't bother me that much, and, and I think probably because of the ending that they have between her and Vision and their kids, I think they did a nice job of of keeping those things separate. Yeah, I, I think I do. I think I do agree with you on on, on that point. Um, I, the way I the way I thought about it was, and they've done it in the comic books at least a dozen times by now, where the Vision's brutally destroyed <laughs> in front yeah. of Wanda, and then he comes back as a new version of Vision, but he has to kind of like they kind of have to, have to like reforge their relationship because he's not the same Vision as he was before necessarily. You know, just because sure. he has the memories doesn't mean he has the uh, the emotional connection. Right. And like, like, again, yeah. going back to like the logic debate, like you know. They're both the vision, but they're both not the vision at the same time. Right. And I don't know. I guess I would I would kind of hope that they, they wouldn't go that direction in the future where they feel like they have to get Wanda and Vision together. Like, you know, screw it. Just chart new territory, I feel like. Wanda and Vision has been done in, in cinematic format, so let's just move on from it. No, I, I, I 100% agree with that, and I, I, I think that seems to be the direction they're going uh, as, as both characters kind of like rocketed off in different directions at, by the end. Um, right. it, it is interesting to kind of consider the future for, for both those characters, but we'll, we'll kind of get to that. Let's kind of stay in the episode for now. Um, I don't know if I have much else to say about that, those two particular battles at the moment. Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess again, as a small part in the show... And I feel like we were kind of led to believe there'd be more to it. But like, what did you think of of Monica and and Ralph? Not a fan. <laughs> not a, not a... <laughs> Hanging out in his man cave, like Evan Peters just being like super broy douchey guy. Yeah, like look, I I I didn't mind that. I thought it made sense that because he was Ralph was the name of Agnes's husband. Right. right? Right. Yeah. Like I like that. It's like, oh, duh. Of course. Of course, that's who it is. Right. Um. But at this, I just didn't appreciate the the bait and switch strictly so that they could generate buzz and get people talking. I sort of, I sort of liked that aspect of it. I I thought the show was going to have a lot of misdirects in it, and yeah. and so when, when this was kind of revealed as one of them. I wasn't I wasn't too surprised. I was a little surprised that it was uh you know that that he was revealed to be a, um just a guy named uh, you know an out of work actor named Ralph Boner. 
I was like, right. what? That's that's who this guy is. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense that though that that he's an actor. You know, if he has to act like Wanda's brother. No, uh, I, you're 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 not wrong on that, and I, you know I guess it's just a, just a coincidence that he looks like the other Pietro from another another universe. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like I I just kind of felt like I'll I'll only accept this if my original theory is correct, and that is just simply that Aaron Taylor Johnson was not available, so they said, hey, we'll get Evan Peters, and people will go crazy. Well, I mean Agatha told us last week, you know, you couldn't get Evan Peters or a. Uh, 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 but whatever his name is, uh, kick ass to come back because he had a lot of holes in his body. Eh, I, I'm sure she could. I'm, I'm sure a magician, a, a witch, could could find a way around that. And I meant to say Aaron Taylor Johnson. I know his name too. It just a brain fart. You know what are you gonna do? It's it's all good. Kick ass <laughs> is is it's it's what I mostly know him from. Well, and they did they did make that kick ass reference in the Halloween episode. So I mean, I think they were kind of giving him a little tribute for not being on the show. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> um, um, yeah I, I mean, again, I, I, I said it before. I thought they kind of, I don't want to say they, they, they did Monica dirty in this episode, but like just completely underused. Uh, I, you know, she got that, that little moment where she saves the twins. Uh, and, you know, and, yeah. and, uh, we, we see that her power, she can kind of like kill kinetic energy, it looks like. Something. Something like uh, yeah. that. And then obviously we saw that, that uh, uh, I, again, I don't know which twin it is. I think it was Billy is the one who has... Uh, a, a portion, like a, a part of Wanda's powers, was able to sl- do the same thing and slow a bullet down with with a, a bit of uh, magic as well. Right. So that was kind of a nice moment, but yeah, otherwise, like I, I, you know, I wasn't really vibing what they had the way they used Monica in this episode. You know, she got like that little, like, nice little moment with, with the twins, but she still seemed to be under the 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 belief that like Agatha was the one who was like completely behind everything. Right, you know, and I, you know, don't get me wrong. No. I, I appreciate her being Wanda's advocate, you know, against Sword and and, and and you know, in that part of the story. But again, Wanda has to have some culpability in this, and I think we will have to talk about that down the road with whatever she shows up in next. Yeah, well, I mean, she did. You know, by the end of the episode, Monica was aware of what Wanda had done. That little conversation the the two of them had. Are you saying you think Monica should have like tried to arrest her or bring her in or something? I, I was a little surprised there wasn't more of a of a back and forth about that, you know. Or yeah. Even if it was just like a line where it's like, "I need to take you in for you know questioning," and Wanda's just like, "I you try," kind of thing. But obviously, yeah. You know, but obviously, like I don't know. I guess they just they didn't want it to seem. I don't know why they did that. I'll be. I I I don't know. I guess I don't have a good explanation for why they decided that. It, that they weren't going to try and, and detain Wanda for what she did. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I, I think that definitely should have should have been there. Um, yeah, she definitely, I, I mean, she was underutilized in this episode, but I think it's also, like, I think if you go back to, to you know, the, the first few episodes of, of the season, I mean, it definitely seems like, you know, they're making a much bigger deal out of her than than the role that, that she does eventually play in, in this particular story. And so it is sort of, it's just, like, yeah, they're just setting up the, the Miss Marvel movie. or yeah, Captain it, Marvel. That's a movie, right? Not a show. Uh, Miss Marvel, I think, will be a show, and it's Captain Marvel 2 that they're setting up. Setting up Captain Marvel 2. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
if 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 the internet to be believed, which it isn't. So no, don't believe anything that it says. And trust me, I was confused about all that stuff too. <laughs> I'm still mad I didn't get man thing, Mark. Still mad there was no man thing. Well, I mean, you still have uh, multiverse of madness. Well, next you, know, year. you know, I was going to bring that up with you, and it, you know, because because you know, very early on, you know, when we were talking about Wandavision on on the podcast, I mean, we 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 seen. Or at least I was under the impression, and it seemed like I was not alone, that that this series was going to be sort of like the build up to Multiverse of Madness, and that by the end, like Wanda would like break reality or something, you know. And obviously, like there there were like the, all the big House of M rumors going around and and, and right. stuff like that. Um, w- was that something you were expecting, or did you realize early on that the show was not going to go that big? Um. I think I realized like around probably episode eight, I was like, you know, this is just going to be kind of standard Marvel stuff. I don't, I don't think we're going to end it with, like you said, Wanda breaking the, uh, the MCU. Yeah. I mean, I got real hyped on that idea, you know, once, again, and I I fell for it. I I talked about how this show was going to have Mr. X and Red Herrings. And then obviously I fell into the Pietro one, just like everyone else did. Because <laughs> right, I was like, right. "Oh my God, this is it! This is where the multiverse is going to start to fracture." But you know, obviously, just a huge misdirect, a huge red herring, um, and I like that. I, I have no problem uh, 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 falling for something that I thought was pretty well executed. Yeah, I, I mean, if you call just hiring a particular actor <laughs> good execution, I, I, I think you're dismissing it a little easily. <laughs> I mean, like th- this was kind of thought out, right? It's like they hired some rando and he just happened to be Quicksilver in another movie. <laughs> no, I know, but I mean, it doesn't take a whole lot of talent to be like, oh, we should get Evan Peters. People will go berserk. Well, I think again, that's another thing that I really liked about this show, and and one of those things that I really like about the Marvel universe in general uh, is that. Uh, it has, even if it's just in a, in a small way, it has a, it does a nice job of sort of subverting what the fans are expecting. You know, sure, it's not super fan servicey. At least not, at least I mean, with the exception of Endgame, but that's because Endgame gave us everything we've been waiting ten years for. Did it? Uh, it did. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't wait ten years for fan service. <laughs> wait a second. So wait, you didn't, you didn't enjoy Endgame? I enjoy a lot of endgame but the, the more fan servicey stuff that was in it i i didn't really care for what are you talking about wait a second <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like dig it when cap says avengers assemble finally <sighs> oh my god you didn't, didn't dig it when I, he... did, I did not care you didn't... i was like it took, i was like it took you 10 years to say that and, and... <laughs> really what, what and so and so cap picking up mjolnir doesn't do anything for you either you're just like, man, he has a hammer, whatever. No, it's just like, ah, oh, fuck Captain America. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so angry right now. <laughs> oh, oh my god, you're lucky you're on Skype. I'd kill you. <laughs> I would give you the vicious backhand, like Hulk style, and send you flying through the condos next to mine. <laughs> oh, I'm so angry. Oh my god. <laughs> what? Like you didn't get all emotional when 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 Falcon radios Cap and he's like on your left. Come on, man! I wouldn't say I got emotional, but I liked that moment. That was a good moment. <laughs> All right, well, there's something. Right. Yeah. No, look, there's a lot about that movie that I really enjoyed. 
but there was a lot about it that made me feel like, eh, it's kind of a mixed bag. <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's going to have to be a different conversation. <laughs> We're going to have to talk about that another time. <laughs> let's, please, let's do. Oh, my God. You've completely derailed my train of thought, though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <I'm> so angry. <laughs> Holy smokes! Oh my goodness gracious! I gotta, I gotta compose myself now because uh, you got me all uh, hot and bothered over here, but not, not in the good way, like in the, in the Hulk smash kind of way. I, but you were just saying you were gonna like smash me through all those buildings or something. <laughs> yeah, but now I'm still so mad. I gotta, I gotta try to focus back on WandaVision now. I'm like, what was I gonna say before Mark pissed me off? I don't know. What were you gonna say? <laughs> I don't even know where were we. Where I, were I, we? I was saying something about how I, I like how Marvel sort of subverts the, the fan expectations the majority of the time. Like I, I dig that. Uh, again, this show had so much speculation. Like in like every episode, you know, added another another level of of, of you know fan speculation and and uh, intrigue and and stuff like that. And and you know for the most part I dig that. And I dig that they don't lean into that. Like. Marvel, you know, the people that they hire to write these things have have a plan, and I think for the most part we really haven't guessed too much of it. You know, Marvel's been pretty good about avoiding being super spoilery. I I agree with that. I I will say though, but but I think that you know you kind of you you look at the end of this show. What would you have preferred? Would you have preferred a kind of MCU shattering big moment? Or would you have preferred what we got, which is just kind of it, it, which is just kind of another Marvel movie? And so it's like in subverting our expectations, they also just gave us our expectations. They they did in the sense that like, yeah, we got like the big bang zoom fight fighty fight at the at the at the end there, but with Agatha and and, and Wanda and, and the two visions. Um, but but it, it subverted the expectations, I think, in a way, because, again, I, th- I don't think I was alone in thinking that this was going to be the show that cracks the multiverse by the end. Um, but it, it, it's despite how big it got, it still did kind of keep the emphasis on that that that, you know, grief and, and processing grief and dealing with with loss and things like that. Like it did still kind of keep its itself small at the same time. And I think that's a, a that was a, it was a very tough thing to balance. And while, like I said, there there are parts of the episode that I find a little uneven, I think for the most part they kept that balance in this episode. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I mean, they they, they stayed true to the emo, the emotional core of the show, and I yeah, I think that that was important. Yeah, and it, it is funny to note too that uh, uh, Matt Shackman, who who directed all the episodes of the of the show, kind of came out a couple of days ago and was like. You know, don't don't get too crazy about this finale. <laughs> like, we're telling our story here, man. We're not like redefining the Marvel universe. Right. He didn't say those exact words, but I mean, he was kind of was like dial down the expectations a little bit here. Yeah, uh, I mean, understandable because yeah, I, I mean, the expectations were. were oh, they were astronomically high. high. I mean, they were they were bananas yeah. crazy. And yeah. again, I, I kind of, le- I kind of was, ha- I just kind of started having fun with some of that. And I, I, you know, I, I'm okay with that. I can own up to that. Like I was wrong about a lot of it and I, yeah, I like being wrong when it's, when I'm still entertained. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not, it's not like when I'm going to take you back in time a million years. Okay. But do you okay. remember when, when the long Halloween, Halloween was coming out uh, from DC, the one by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale? Uh, yeah. And I forget what issue it was around. 
I want to say it's kind of like at the halfway point of, of, of that book coming out, like issue six or seven. And like this is back in the day of, of like internet message boards, and that was how you know comic book fans kind of all got together. We were all on message boards together. And, right. and somebody, somebody had figured out who the killer was for, for the long Halloween. And, yeah. and Jeff Loeb saw that. And then Jeff Loeb changed his story for like the last couple of issues or whatever so that it would be something that the fans hadn't guessed. And, the, the, you know, The Long Halloween is great for like 11 issues, or 11 and a half issues. But that, 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 that killer reveal that he changed because someone had figured it out uh, is not good. It's not good. And sometimes you, have to, you, sometimes you have to give the fans credit when they get something right. Um, and then, and then, and this is one of those cases where like Marvel just kind of subverted everything. They kind of, they let, they, they, I think Marvel loves the fans throwing all this stuff out there and then being like, no, 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 this this is a small story about grief. Like deal with it. (laughs) Um, are you vibrating by the way? Is that, that? that you vibrating? Oh, sorry. My, yeah, my phone was ringing. (laughs) I was like, what the hell is that? Uh, I didn't realize it would be so loud. Um, but, um, did Jeff Loeb do that with Long Halloween? I heard he did that with Hush, but I didn't. I thought it was Long Halloween. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Long Halloween. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess I should reread Long Halloween. Maybe it was Hush. Now I got to remember, uh, I I don't know. I remember having a conversation a million, again, a million years ago about this with Greg Rucka of all people. Uh, and he had some interesting thoughts on it. So, okay. I, I was, I think I was there for that. Um, but I might have missed something in, in the conversation. But I'm, anyways. Hey, I'm old. I could be misremembering it too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, you know that. Yeah, you're right. You know that's what that's what Marvel did, and they, yeah, they certainly subverted the expectations that that everybody thought this was going to be a game changer. Yeah, and I, and I think that's going to be something to keep in mind going forward with, with the, with the Disney plus shows, you know, like they're going to save the big crazy stuff probably for the movies. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. Like, I think we're going to yeah. get some really neat shows and some really great shows, but I think anything that's going to be, you know, universe defining universe, shattering universe, altering will probably be in the movies. So we don't have to watch the TV show. How dare you? <laughs> I'm just looking to find some time. You know? <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's. Were you? Let's see. Were you kind of satisfied with the way the sword angle was wrapped up? Not really. It was really a, kind of like undercooked at the end, wasn't it? Yeah. It, for one thing, it was like okay. So this whole thing was just about him getting her power to reactivate vision, and then sending vision in to stop her so that it just looked like it was it was her fault and they saved the day i yeah i I, I, i'd like to know more about like what the actual intention was of of hayward and and having a, a vision that he could control like was was he looking to have his own sort of agent that he could deploy to do his bidding or like the bidding of sword or whatever i mean there there's kind of a lot there to still trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Yeah, I, I mean, I think what you said sounds uh, pretty uh, reasonable. Um, yeah, that, and I, I don't know. There, 
don't know, I've, I've, I kind of picked up, and maybe I was just reading too much into it, but the whole sort of, uh, you know, Wanda's line to the kids, where she's like, boys, you take care of the military. I don't know, it, it felt... It felt like the the show had kind of an an anti military attitude towards it that I didn't really appreciate. They they treated you know like the sword soldiers and whatnot as just being kind of like dumb drones, and I didn't. I just didn't really like that. I I don't know if that was just me picking up on something that wasn't really there. Maybe I read too much into it, but uh. I mean they were just sort of like I, you know I thought there'd be more meat to that that sword aspect of the story. Uh, but they were sort of just like random autonomous government agency. Yeah, I think, I don't know. It, it, it should have been more fleshed out, I guess. Yeah, I, I, that's that's probably one of the, one of the, the angles of the story that I, I, w- I wish they had done a little bit more with. You know, uh, it, it seemed like they just kind of pulled the taffy on that one a little bit. They stretched it a little too thin, and it was just like, oh, but they actually had the vision all along. You know, it's like, okay. Well, yeah. but, but still, you really haven't really defined what purpose having the vision is for at least not right. in my recollection maybe it's something i missed and i need to go back when i when i go back i'll be like oh well here it is they that's, said it in episode three and i just missed it that or you know i mean that's something that that i feel like is kind of big enough that th- th- can come back they nope. can come back to later it, it, on. it could be 100 percent come uh, gone back to and, and explored more because obviously the the white vision is out in the world so, yeah, I right. mean, it could be 100% something more where we go back and we explore, you know, what kind of programming was did, did Hayward in, install in the Vision? Like, was he going to be, like, some kind of, you know, superhero hunter and, and you know, put an end to superheroes and, and who weren't under government control or whatever? You know, I don't know. Yeah. Did, um, did Darcy, uh, you know, smashing her car into Hayward's, did that kind of remind you of uh, Die Hard? A little bit. Yeah, me too. <laughs> a little bit. If it was an ambulance, it would have been dead on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and that again, that, that was Darcy's only moment in the episode. I thought that was a shame. Uh, yeah. You know, Jimmy Woo, at least got to do like his cool magic trick where he escapes the handcuffs and he goes flourish at the end. I thought that was cool. Oh, is that what he said? I didn't. I didn't catch what he said. Yeah, and that's a that's a that's a callback to episode two of the series series when right. Wanda and Vision are doing their magic routine. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of a neat thing, because it was like, oh, he watched the show, too. <laughs> Remember, he and Darcy were fans. They were they were watching that show. They were big fans, yeah. And, it, you know, the other thing about the Darcy a- 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 angle that really bummed me out was, like, she never got to really meet or interact with Wanda at all. Yeah, that's true, yeah. So that was kind of a bummer. That, the, I think those two would have been fun together, especially with, with Darcy's, uh, you know, uh, uh, burgeoning fandom, <laughs> how much she loved Wanda's show. <laughs> Again, I, I just get the feeling they had Cat Dennings only for like a number of days, and it's just like time's up. <laughs> I just think there was too much. There was a little bit too much in this episode they had to get to, and and you know for whatever reason, like uh, uh, you know, considering the Marvel shows don't really have a time constraint, I was surprised it wasn't a little bit more you know, the uh, fleshed out in, in in that sense. Well, exactly. You know, like. Uh, they could have made those first episodes. They they could have made them, you know, forty to to sixty minutes if they needed to. You know, they they didn't have to keep it within the thirty to forty five minute range. No, I, so. I I agree. I think that was you know if if there was, you know, one misstep for the series, it was like ah you know a couple more you know a few extra scenes here and there to kind of round things out a little bit more. It might have been appreciated in the long run, 
Yeah. But, you know, you know, I don't know. I'm not in charge. And I still, by and large, I thought the show was hugely successful, and I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah, well, I mean, apparently it uh, uh, Disney Plus crashed around midnight Pacific time because people were staying up late to, to watch WandaVision. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. A couple of weeks ago, I had that problem. I think it was for episode seven, and they went yeah. down for like 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, when I, it was one of, the, one of the few nights of like I, I didn't have work the next day, so I stayed up late to watch it. Um, th- th- obviously, today was a d- good day for me to make sure that I got up early. And it was always it was you know three a.m. when I got up, and the internet was working just fine, or the service was working just fine. Yeah, I mean, I I I stayed up, and um, but I think I. I, I had it going by like twelve fifteen or something like that. So yeah, I mean that that was kind of like what happened with episode six or seven, whichever one it was that I watched uh, when yeah. I was uh, out in a bit, out in a boot. Right. Um. Bop, 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 bop. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what uh, what else am I missing, Mark? Uh, should we should we talk about those those uh, those uh, 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 stingers like the mid the mid credit scene and the uh, the post credit scene? Um, sure. Was, was there anything else in the in the meat of the episode we hadn't gotten to yet? Well, I don't know. I just kind of, I, I wanted to point out some things about, about the witch fight. Oh, do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I just wanted, like, the one bit that I think I really liked was where Wanda went into Agatha's head. Okay, yeah. Was... And, they, and they went back to that scene of, um... Agatha at the stake, her sort of witch trial, and then it's, um, uh, you know, Wanda is trying to use these kind of memories or demons to to attack Agatha, and then Agatha turns it against her. I thought that was, I, I thought that was like a neat. That, that's one of those things I was talking about. I thought that was a neat little little trick that that Wanda did. I and, thought it was a cool callback to Age of Ultron. That, okay, I thought I had seen something like that before too. Yeah, that was kind of so, like what she'd done to all the Avengers when they were first walking around uh, in, in Strucker's uh, compound or his castle, whatever it was. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought okay. that was. I, I, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because that was a cool little callback. And then uh, uh, obviously we didn't we didn't talk about the way Wanda kind of turned the tables ultimately on 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 uh, on Agatha with, with the giant runes. Uh, yes. In in the walls of the of the of the hex. Yes. I thought that was pretty slick too. No, I liked that. Um, I thought that was, I thought it was a good, clever way of using like a simple, simple magic trick to, to like you said, outfox the villain. Um, my only, my, my, not with that in particular, but, but with that sort of general sequence where they're, you know, they're fighting in the sky above Westview. Um, this is kind of where I run into like a lot of trouble with, with Marvel stuff like in terms of their cinematography, because it's always this kind of very flat, two-dimensional look to it. And it was it was this very dramatic setting where it's like you have this red sky created by the hex and you have like all these dark gray to black clouds around them. But then like on Wanda and, and Agatha, you have, it's just this very flat kind of soft white light on them and I, I just thought, like, man, they're, you know, sort of what I was saying earlier about the fight not having enough dramatic beats. It also just didn't have that sort of visual language, I think, to increase the dramatic beats. Like, you have, like, black clouds and red sky, and I feel like, 
like man they really should have utilized that and have that reflected in the characters faces and they just they just didn't do anything with that no i i think that's fair to uh, excuse me i think that's a fair uh, criticism and and i you know i, I don't think you're wrong i i think in in that in those those scenes in the in those battle scenes you know where they're they're sort of engaging with each other there was a lot of talking without really saying anything right so i you know i i, I, I yeah I, I i have no problem with that with that as a criticism that's fine you yeah. know i don't think you're wrong at all all righty all right let's uh so yeah let's let's get into those uh those uh We'll start with the mid credit scene, obviously, which is which is uh, Monica in the theater, approached by an agent who turns out to be a squirrel. Yes. And yeah, we're setting up Captain Marvel too, right? Like that's clearly the person they're referring to is Nick Fury, right? That's kind of the impression I got. I was like, oh, are they talking about Nick Fury? Is he up in space? Uh, yeah, man, he's up in space. Did you watch Spider Man? Come on. I the second one. Yeah. I did watch it. I completely forgot what happened in that movie. <laughs> well, remember, just... remember that it, the um, oh my gosh, uh, the Maria Hill and Nick Fury in Far From Home are actually scrolls, and you, you find that out at the very end, and that Nick Fury's been he... in space the entire time. Uh, okay, that's, I couldn't remember which movie the Nick Fury and Maria Hill were scrolls. I remember that moment. But I forgot which one yeah, that was. Yeah, they brought back Ben Mendelsohn, which made me die laughing. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> I really enjoy the, the Talos character so much, and Mendelsohn's just awesome as him. I mean, yeah, Ben Mendelsohn is great. Um, it, you know, but... We stand here amongst my achievement, Mark. Not yours! What? <laughs> That's from Rogue One. Come on. Forgettable line from a forgettable movie. Ooh, you're making me mad again, <laughs> you son of a bitch. This podcast is over. Um, no, go, yeah, going back to that that mid credits stinger. Um, okay, yeah. So I kind of figured she was the scroll was talking about Fury, but I wasn't sure. Um, and I don't know. Just when I saw a scroll, I was like, "Oh, who cares?" Oh, boo! <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the scrolls. Who cares? Well, you're not gonna like the Secret Invasion show, then, are you? <laughs> are they doing a Secret Invasion show? Oh yeah. I remember people like hating that comic. I didn't read it, but I remember people just being. I remember people were over the scrolls even then. It was like everyone was a scroll. It was very scrolly. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Like if a character did something and the fans were like, oh, I don't like this. The writers would just be like, well, he was a scroll. Okay. Yeah. But at the end of at the end of uh, Secret Invasion, I mean, you got to remember what happened in the comic books, which is where uh, Norman Osborn saves the day and becomes like the most powerful man in the Marvel Universe. Well, OK, I would love that. But I mean, we don't even do we even have a Norman Osborn after the in, after in the, the multiverse of madness, we get Will, Willem Dafoe back. And yeah, then we do. Boom. That would be that would be so amazing. <laughs> Wouldn't it? I'd still love to yes. see Willem Dafoe as freaking Norman Osborn. Uh, yeah. I mean, who 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 else you got? Dane DeHaan? No, no, no. Or was he or was he Harry? I don't I don't even remember. Those movies were so bad. I don't remember either. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I just need Norman Osborn. I just, I need Willem Dafoe, Norman Osborn saying, Godspeed, Spider-Man. Yeah. And then, but if they, if they could give him that, glider. what's that? <laughs> and then getting impaled by his own glider. <laughs> In the balls, no less. 
<laughs> death blow to the balls. <laughs> but if they could, uh, if they could give him the the nineteen sixties Norman Osborn hair style, that would be awesome. You know, I mean, I mean it's, it's so funny. Like, we've all been seeing like the the you know they they did the makeup test for for Green Goblin. You know, not helmeted. And it's, I think it's so cool. Like, it would have been so cool to see that. Yeah, I think it would have been great. And I think my understanding is just that it, it was it was kind of time and money that, that determined that they wouldn't be able to do it because it was it was just, like, too wonky of a thing to work with. Well, and, and you know, comic book movies were far from, a, from a, a sure thing back then. Right. You know, especially Marvel movies. I mean, Marvel movies at that point it hadn't really had a positive track record. You know, you had like Blade and the first X Men, I think, right? And like that was kind of like your selling points. Yeah, they were just getting their their the sort of train rolling. Yeah, and then uh, uh, okay, so again, not too much in that in that first mid credit scene. Uh, uh, you know, setting up Captain Marvel two. Uh, uh, Monica's gonna go to space. She now has powers. We know she has some kind of falling out with Carol Danvers. So that'll be explored. Fury will be there. So, uh, the, uh, you know, pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff here. I'm, you know, I'm not freaking out about it, but it was neat. I like, I like seeing the scroll still. I, I and I like how they sort of mar- how sort of Marvel uh, 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 bluffed us out on that too. Where like it, it was the scrolls were were the good guys, and it was the Kree that were the bad guys in Captain Marvel. So I, I I was okay with that too. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was fine. Uh, what about? Let's get to the big one. Like, the 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 post credit sequence in a cabin, and what I could only imagine is 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 Wondergore Mountain. What? <laughs> I knew I was gonna get you with that. I knew you were gonna be like, "Where the fuck is that Wondergore? What the fuck is Wondergore Mountain?" <laughs> in the comics, that's where that's where Wanda and Pietro are actually from. Is is Wondergore Mountain, um, and uh... they live there with Agatha, Agatha Harkness too. So, um, but that I, that's my that's my assumption where where she's at. I could be wrong. Okay. It, it could be somewhere outside of Sokovia. I don't know. They didn't I really... thought it looked like British Columbia or something. <laughs> Maybe it was. But yeah, we just kind of get like the shot. No dialogue. But we see Wanda just kind of like living like a normal life of seclusion, drinking some tea. But then as we pan through the house and we go into a back room, oh, we see that, uh, hey, Scarlet Witch is doing things. What? What's happening? Scarlet Witch reading the Darkhold. You know, trying to figure things out, master her powers, and we hear her children crying out for her. Mark, what happens next? The show ends. No, oh, Jesus Christ, I don't mean that way. <laughs> What's next for Wanda Maximoff? What is that? What is that an indicator of? Is this is trying to get her kids, trying to save her children? Is this what's gonna cause the multiverse of madness? Is 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 this gonna be related, connected? Does this? alert uh, Dr. Strange to her via her meddling with, with these powers. You know, I, I, what do you think? I mean, I think that's the implication, but I think as we've kind of covered in this episode, uh, you know, don't trust the internet and uh, they Marvel will try to subvert your, your expectations. Yeah. I, I mean, if there's one thing this show reminded me of is like, a never believe the internet, and B Mike Marvel is pretty good at at uh, at the that that uh up close the magic you know like look over here but we're doing this yeah so yeah I I'm very curious about uh, Wanda's plans 
now that she is uh, mastering the dark arts of the Dark Hold. Uh, obviously, I think a plan to try and save her children is 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 going to be the the immediate uh, thought. I don't know if that will be what causes the multiverse of madness. I'm not even sure I want to speculate anymore. Right. You know, I just want Man Thing to show up and be like, "Hey, there's a problem. Let's go save shit." That's all I want from that. I know you want your Man Thing. <laughs> I do. I really do. One day, Mark. I bet Sam Raimi's a big Man Thing fan. I wouldn't know. No, right. Well, okay, actually, you know what? Let me pull back for a second here too, because speaking of Sam Raimi, did you kind of get like a Sam Raimi vibe when they showed like sort of like the the hex recessing and then kind of coming towards the house the way it kind of moved? No. Okay, fine. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, I didn't. But maybe maybe I missed it. Oh, that camera know. that camera angle they used it it, it, it kind of reminded me of of Evil Dead and and Sam Raimi's oh, okay. sort of sort of style that he used for for the evil, uh, in that. Yeah, maybe. But uh, you know, the show was packed with references. We didn't even talk about like the the Wizard of Oz references they made in the in the in the show. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the, yeah. Agatha's boots. Agatha's boots underneath the car and everything. I was like, oh, that's kind of a fun nod. Yeah. And then I guess people have been making a big deal about like the when the realities were were kind of shifting back and forth between the different timelines. I guess a lot of people have been discussing about like, all the different movies that were mentioned on the on the marquee for the movie theater. But I don't. I'm not paying much attention to that personally. I don't know. If I, I I looked too late. Okay. And given that Disney, had, you know, like I was having problems, like just getting the episode to start, I didn't want to backtrack. I'm just watching this. No, I mean, like I, I saw a, a list of, of the movies that were on there, but I forgot what they are now and I didn't have it queued up to, to, to glance at here. Um, but yeah, no, I, I guess uh, I guess the big thing I'm, I'm curious about now is, 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 you know, what is next for Wanda? Is 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 Wanda a good guy still? Is Wanda an Avenger? Is she is she on the side of right, or do you think she's going to take a dark turn now that she's mastering these darker powers? Well, I mean, given that the character has a history of being a villain or at least villainous at times, I I would I would like for her to to take that that darker turn, uh, you know. So I, I but I could see it going either way. Yeah, I I think my my concern is is like you know obviously. Wanda wasn't aware that she began the hex. She wasn't aware of the, like the this manifestation of the, of the chaos magic. She wasn't aware that doing the things she was doing were was was hurting and harming other people. And she seemed to be genuinely genuinely remorseful about that that she caused pain in others. But right. now does she kind of take that bent that now that I can master and control my powers better, I can do this again without hurting people. And it still is like that's still not a noble heroic thing to do anymore. Just because you're not hurting people doesn't mean you're doing the right thing. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, she seemed genuinely contrite at the end of the episode when her and Monica were were talking about what she had done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I you know, based on that, it doesn't seem. Like that's something that she would do, but again, you know, uh, it, it could go either way. I could see where they would they would make that they they would take the character to that eventual uh, rationale. Yeah, I'm 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 hyper curious about this. Um, obviously, the, we, we, this show has just made Wanda the most powerful, potentially the most powerful character in the the Marvel universe, 
and and obviously the the thing to kind of consider is, you know, obviously Marvel hasn't put the X Men back in play yet, but they have the rights back. It's going to happen at some point. But it, it feels almost like they they sort of have, and I'm not the first person to say this, uh, so I'm, I can't take credit for it. But it, it's it's something I thought of today when I watched the episode. But is 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 have they sort of turned Wanda into like a a, a character with like Dark Phoenix level potential? As, I mean, as the sirens go off way. in the background behind you, <laughs> maybe maybe she uh, already has, and that's what the alarms are about. Uh, probably. <laughs> no, what, what do you think about that? Like uh, the idea of, of her being like a, like a sort of Dark Phoenix esque person, or or mm. I should say Phoenix esque person, and then maybe she goes dark, maybe she doesn't. I you know. I mean, sure, you know it. Like yeah, it, it has that potential, but I also think like if you have mutants now, um, just do Dark Phoenix with Jean Grey for what that would be like what the third time that that Hollywood has tried doing a Dark Phoenix story. Uh, yeah, but, I, um, I mean obviously this is wild speculation, but like when I feel like when Marvel puts the the mutants in play, like Dark Phoenix is gonna be a long ways off. Like they're not gonna want to revisit that anytime soon. I don't think. I mean, I should hope not. No, but, yeah. there's there's plenty of other really great X Men storylines they could they could go for. They don't always have to go to Dark Phoenix. I know you. Correct. I know you, I know you're dying for Executioner's song. You really want some Cable and some Strife in there. I read about two issues of that. <laughs> I do remember like an Extinction Agenda. That yeah. was fun. You can go to Genosha, do some stuff. Might be fun. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. I just want Scarlet Witch to change. I So, I just want to talk about her costume. I was going to ask you about the costume next. So, yeah, by all means. I love the design. I thought it was really cool. <laughs> why, in the, why in the fuck isn't it red? I thought the top piece was red, but I thought, like, her leggings were black, I thought, right? With, like, some red, some red no, piping. It's, 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 it's just, like, it's just burgundy. It's like you're the burgundy witch. Shouldn't it be Scarlet? Isn't that what it looks like? What's that? Isn't that what Scarlet looks like? Yeah, Scarlet is like a blood red. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, I don't have anything I'm to tell mistaken. you about that. I, I'm not in costume design. Maybe I'm mistaken, but it just seems like anytime it comes to characters with like a prominent red, Hollywood decides to like fuck it up. They the do make them darker. Who, they do shoot. They What's do that? make them darker. That seems to be sort of the trend is is to have the the reds be darker, right? I don't know if yeah. they pop better on on HGTVs or 4Ks or whatever. Um, but yeah, they do, they do yeah. tend to skew a little on the darker side. Yeah, the the only character they get it right with is uh, Spider Man. It's like it looks good. So why why can't you why can't you do that? I don't know. That bothered me, but I thought the costume looked great. The costume looked great. I thought the costume reveal was really cool too. I, I liked that whole thing, that whole yeah. the whole week that that sequence played out. I am I am looking forward to to watching the episode again. Um, I was hoping I would have a chance to watch it uh, this afternoon before we did the show. I did not, but I am looking forward to diving back into it and, and kind of uh, uh, watching it with 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 without the burden of having not knowing what's coming. You know, like just kind of being able to soak it all in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, and uh, I'm, again, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to just restarting the whole series again and, and watching it from from start to finish. See how it, how it plays again. I, again, I really, I really like the show overall. I think overall, it was a really fun 
ride. Really, uh, really well executed. Really well done. Uh, I love those early episodes too. Like the the way they were messing with formatting and stuff like that. I thought that was really clever. Um, I no, I, I what would you rate? What would you give the show on a scale of one to ten? How would you rate the show overall? Oh man, uh, six. Six. That's harsh. Okay. I'm I'm gonna say because I'm gonna say the the first I think the first six episodes I was really into but seven through nine I think took a real nosedive for me. Huh. Oh. You know I I think overall like that was fine, but I I think they started off with a great premise and then as we discussed it it just kind of devolved into typical Marvel fare and yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I give it. I'm. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm rating it eight and a half. Eight point five. Whoa. Yeah. I really, really, really like the show. Like, there's. I think there's some some uh, mis missteps in in the final episode. Uh, some things aren't quite. Things. Some things don't quite land the way I wanted them to. Some characters, uh, you know, don't quite get the satisfactory ending that I want them to have. Uh, but uh, by and large, I really, really, really enjoyed the show overall. And and I like I said, I've said it again. I'll say it again now. Uh, I I'm looking forward to rewatching this whole thing start to finish. And I think the I, the, the performances are fascinating. The performances are good. Um, I will not be rewatching this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's just just too much time. <laughs> yeah. If it was a two hour movie, sure, maybe I'd revisit it, but. This is like what total in total length. This is a, at least four or five hours, right? Uh, probably closer to six or seven. I mean, those first episodes are short, but then then it kind of gets around like you know thirty five forty minutes. So yeah, I don't know. I don't. Know. Well, whatever. I'm not a math guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I really again, I really enjoyed the episode. I I thought for the most part it sticks its landing. You know, there's a few things that are like that could be a little tighter. That could be a little better. I would have loved more Darcy. Would have loved more Agent Wu. Um, even oh. Mon- even Monica deserved a little bit more of a, a better send off. I, I agree with all those things. I just wanted to ask. Yeah. Um, Catherine Han to me in the end just kind of becomes like your standard Marvel villain. Did you think the same thing? In a sense, in a sense, yeah. yeah I don't, you know, uh, what, uh, you know. I, before actually, before we wrap up, did, what did you think of what what Wanda did to her? How she, how she sort of neutralized her. I liked it, and I was definitely like, yeah, you know, like keep her alive, you know, so that it, because I, I feel like she's definitely going to to come back. Wanda at some point will be in a situation where she could use a hand, and she'll she'll snap uh, she'll snap Agatha out of it. Yeah, I think Agatha is a really uh, fun and exciting character. So and and just the potential that like that we could get more Catherine Hahn in the Marvel universe fills me with, with delight. Cause I really enjoy her work. She makes me laugh so much. Yeah. You know, I think that, you know, the thing, the thing with her was like, I really liked her in the comedic bits in this, but, but I think as far as like the sinister, witch elements went, I, I don't know. It felt, it felt a little flat to me, but, but if they, you know, if they bring her back, I'd, I I would like them to bring her back. I would like them to do more with her. Yeah, I I don't like I said. I mean, we we kind of critique the, the the witchy witch fight parts, you know, where it was just kind of like a lot of exposition that really didn't say too much. Um, right. But I don't I don't blame Catherine Hahn for that. That that's like, you know, a a a, a fault with the script or whatever. But I thought she was 
fascinating. I thought she was fantastic and so much fun. And she has her own amazing theme song. So amazing. Well, I think so. And so the internet <laughs> agrees with me, Mark. And, you know, why, I, you know, can't you believe the internet? <laughs> no, don't believe, don't ever believe the internet. <laughs> don't you like how I contradicted myself in my own podcast? <laughs> it was done on purpose. It's called comedy. Mm, <laughs> well, that's what I try to call it. Other people may not agree. <laughs> They're like, he's a dope. <laughs> Mark, I have to ask you one more big question, and I'm Uh-oh. hoping, I'm hoping you have a, a happy answer for me. Okay. Okay. Will you come back and do this for Falcon and Winter Soldier? If you want me to, it, it would. I'll say this. It would give me more reason to watch it. <laughs> well, I think we should plan on it. And and l- okay. listen, I'll be honest. I think I've talked about it before. You know, maybe back when the, when we when we first started talking about these episodes on the podcast, uh, like magic-y things have never really been my favorite. You know, like it's okay. not. You know, like I really liked the Doctor Strange movie, but like magic stuff's always been a little out of my comfort zone. I guess it's never. It's not my wheelhouse. Yeah. Political action thrillers like Falcon and Winter Soldier, that's my wheelhouse. I Yeah, I feel like, yeah, that's definitely more you. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely more me. And I think I think you'll dig it, too, because I think it's a shorter show. I think it's like six episodes, about 45 minutes of pop. Okay. If the internet is to be believed, which it is not, as we have firmly right. established today. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, uh, you know... I think Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan look like they have a good chemistry together, good back. I, like of all the things in that show that I've seen of that show, I feel like their relationship seems like the aspect I'm most interested in. No, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Well, I'm, I'm sure as soon as I hang, as soon as we end this conversation, I'll think of 10 more questions about the show for you, but I think we're going to wrap it up here, man. Anything else to say? All right. uh, no, not at all. All right, my man. Well, I guess uh, uh, we'll call it a day here on WandaVision, uh, but we'll look forward to having you come back for Falcon and Winter Soldier in a couple weeks. Sounds good. All right, buddy. Thanks so much, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. I have some information that you can choose to use or not use. Up to you. Ron Burgundy will read anything that is put on that teleprompter. And when I say anything, I mean eh, me, eh, nah. Well, that's going to do it for all of us here at Channel 4 News. You stay classy, San Diego. I'm Ron Burgundy. Hey, we're back in. How about that classic tribute to Catherine Hahn right there? Calling it back, throwing it back to Anchorman. One of my all-time favorite comedies. Well, that was a conversation with my brother, my, my good, my brother, my friend, Mark. He is a wealth of Insight and information, and I really enjoyed talking to him about this episode of the show. Uh, Again, WandaVision wrapped up today. This is our review of it. I feel more strongly in favor of this episode than than Mark did, Uh, but, you know, he didn't have any, in my opinion, other than his uh, awful take on Avengers Endgame, um, I I agree with him. There's there's definitely some story issues that you, you could... Uh, critique. There's some some nits that I picked as well, uh, but overall I thought this was a strong finale, a really enjoyable series, and and uh, uh, you know a wonderful way for Marvel to kick off its Disney Plus shows. Uh, I think this this set the bar pretty darn high. 
They did a lot of interesting, unique things, uh, visually, formatting-wise, storytelling-wise. This was a, a a unique new take for the Marvel Marvel Universe to take on, and you know, again, it was uh, um, Jack Jack Schaefer and and Matt Shackman and Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen and and Catherine Hahn and everyone who's involved. Uh, was, was such a wonderful. Uh, creative team, such a wonderful bunch of, 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 of talented actors who brought it all together and made it work and made it sing. Uh, again, I'm really, really uh, pleased with the way this, this, this show turned out. And I said it a thousand times in the episode, so I'll say it one more time. I dug this show, and I can't wait to watch it uh, from start to finish. Maybe not on one sitting. I made, I made a break it up like right in the middle, you know, right around episode five or so. Take a little time out, but then I'm going to get back into those last four and dive into it again. I can't wait to get my teeth into it some more and not have to worry about the burden of, you know, what's going to happen next. Now that I know the story, this is the time to go back into it and sort of reanalyze and, and reassess uh, what you saw before and how it shapes what's to, what is to come. All those things that, you know, you're like, oh, what does this mean? What does that mean? Now you can look at it, contextualize it a little bit better and, and have a more uh, enriching experience watching the show if you have the time to watch it again. If not, just hang out. Falcon and Winter Soldier will be on soon, and we'll talk about that on the podcast, too. No worries there. We got you covered. All right, let's wrap up the show. We're running a little long as it is. Remember, we are on social media, at TomCastPopCast on Twitter and Instagram. Email the show, TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. We're on all your favorite platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, so many, many more. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review. They are insanely helpful for spreading the word about what we're doing here on the TomCast Popcast. Remember, we are part of the 3BZ network of shows. Head over to 3BZine.com. You will find links to all the shows on the network and our store envy page if you want to buy some sweet, sweet merch. If you want to become an official member of Pophead Nation, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. You can join the nation, gain access to bonus content, and get your name right on the show. Thank you to our current Patreons, the Aspenil Chody, the Batman, the Bay Park, Jeff Nail. Jeff is the co-host on The Ringing Ear, a fantastic music podcast that I dig. Thank you to Evil Circle, the evilest of all the circles, the Squidmaster General, Brian Broussard, the New, Jer- the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, and our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing Company, right here in San Diego, California. Booyah! So I think we did it. I think we did a pretty good job putting a little bit of a bow on our coverage of WandaVision for the, for the year, for the season, whatever it turns out to be. We're so excited that the Marvel uh, programming has started on Disney+. Plus. Uh, it's going to keep us very, very busy for a long, long time. Again, we talk, I, talk, I mentioned it to Mark. We're doing Falcon Winter Soldier. We're going to do Loki. We're going to do all the shows that were announced at, the, at that big uh, investors meeting back in November. So get ready. Tomcast Popcast is not going anywhere. We have got all the coverage you need for all these shows. Hit us up on social media with your questions, your comments. What are your thoughts? What are your theories? Like, what did, what did we not get to in this conversation that you're like, man, I wish they had talked about that? Hit us up. Social media is the best way to do that. I gave you the addresses, but one more time at Tomcast Popcast, Twitter, Instagram, and at gmail.com if you want to do a big, long, scathing diatribe directed right at me. All right. So, thank you all so much for listening. My name is Tom. We are a small independent pop culture podcast, and we would not be here without the support of all you people who are taking the time out of your days to listen to the show and hopefully enjoying the show in the process. Uh, we will be back very, very soon next week, and we'll have even more amazing pop culture news for you. It's Popcast. We're not going anywhere. Ciao, babes. Great story. Compelling and rich. We're not going to be 
fucking suck this year. Win a Stanley Cup champ.